Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. We are continuing a series of conversations on redefining discipleship. And on today's episode, I encourage you to look at uh, the humility that is required to actually pursue discipleship uh, and humility has to be working in those that you are pursuing to be discipled by. So if you flip that, today's episode uh, shares about we've got to deal with pride that keeps us isolated. All right, take a listen. I hope it encourages you deeper with him and to connect with me. All right, here we are again, continuing in this series of conversations about redefining discipleship. To be his disciple, to hear his personal call, um, and to respond to him personally. Uh, This is almost sometimes a lost art within the church, is that are we really doing the very same thing that Jesus did, which was just tell people honestly what he meant? Or are we still dressing it up? Are we still trying to make him more attractive so that people will want to come to him? Or are we going to let him live in us, uh, those who may be a part of his voice in the earth? Are we going to let him live in us uh, so that people can see him living in us? Uh, Are we going to enter in for ourselves so that we become the very message that we teach and preach? Um, Are we going to be honest and tell people coming to Jesus means that you will give up your right to yourself uh, and yield it to him because he becomes your master? Are we going to tell them uh, the truth about uh, how this life Uh, is lived, uh, the means by which you're delivered from uh, all the things that we think are our problem, and then you are delivered to the person who becomes everything to you. You see, oftentimes we're just trying to get people delivered from depression, from their trauma, from their pain, so that what? They can live in a vacuum and go right on living independent from him? I don't want any part of that. I want to be clear that the reason you may be in depression and in trauma and in um, all of these difficulties and pain and uh, confusion, um, you know, what we consider to be people's problem uh, is because you're trying to live life independent from God. Um, and, And we've gotten to the point where we're so concerned about offending people And everyone is so inflamed with personal offense that it's like you can barely mention the real uh, aspects of the gospel without just triggering people. And um, but we've got to be those that that are deeply empathetic uh, because we once were there and now we're with him And uh, hopefully we are clearer on what the message is and and, and what it is that he's after so that we're his messenger and we're speaking on his behalf, on the Father's behalf. And being able to say to someone, 
I hear what you're saying. You see, because discipleship, remember, cannot happen outside of relational connections and relational um, conversations where you really listen to people and what are they actually sharing and what are they actually saying and then being able to say, I hear you and uh, here is the context of that um, from God's point of view Um, and to be able to let them know that that which ails them has been inherited, that it is not personal. Um, it's, it's being lived out personally, but its source is inherited. Is that the, the ails of man, the sins of man, the condition of man, the troubles of man, all of that um, is because man has been living independent from God and and that man is trying to handle life and all of its pressures and weights and responsibilities and successes and and trying to have your own destiny and everything is because we, we've been trying to do all of that independent from God. And we were not meant to ever live independent from God. I don't want to help people learn how to live better um, lives, uh, more independent from God. I don't want to give you better coping mechanisms, defense mechanisms, so that you can crawl in your self-shell even deeper and be uh, more successful apart from Him. Because ultimately you're going to find that that actually doesn't exist. There is no success apart from Him. So so do you see that where, where we become those that are one with Him and He has become love and life to us, then we begin to speak of Him. We begin to speak of His way. We begin to want to draw people to Him. Not just our theology, but to the person who is our doctrine. It is Jesus Himself. And Jesus came to draw all men unto the Father. And the Holy Spirit was poured out so that they could know them. You see, so so the, the, the redefining of discipleship is is that Jesus himself said what it is, is that to come after him, uh, to adapt to him in living and in dying if need be. See, we've got to say what he says if it's going to be real, true discipleship. And of course, there are reams of what that's going to look like as it ripples out into our everyday life and as it matures from level to level. I mean, who could cover all of that right now? The the life itself begins to unfold inside of us as we go from, if you will, first grade to second grade and into, you know, being adolescent and then being, you know, we us as fully grown, you know, sons. There's a spiritual child development that has to begin uh, to happen. So I, I can't get into all of that, though, until we even begin to agree that, that it's a personal call from him and that he's defining that. And then when you get inside of that, then that, by his design, happens with you in the context of being in relationship with others. And um, so, uh, so that we can come all to begin to lean towards agreeing with him and what he says. And so a lot of self will be seen in the process. And so that shouldn't be a shock um, that it's going to get exposed and be seen and uh, powerfully confronted by the cross, but not in an adversarial way. In, in real true discipleship, um, that's to be expected and welcomed and, and must be talked through 
in relational um, conversational settings? Um, and is there a structure for that within the body of Christ? I've been a part of building that um, and, and am doing that now on a more larger scale is, is showing pastors and leaders, builders, visionaries, as you hear me say so often, because I don't want to limit it to what we consider to be a pastor. Right now, I think a lot of pastors are realizing they're, they're, maybe they're not just pastors, they're apostolic leaders, apostolic builders, um, and maybe they don't yet know how to transition from that. So when I say pastors, you may be a pastor today, but you know you're called uh, to uh, build uh, and that can't only be done by pastoring. It has to be God's way uh, and has to be done uh, in a way that really is going to build his church, not just your personal persona, uh, but that you become a functioning gift uh, to the body of Christ. Um, so, so part of what I uh, find myself doing uh, some people would call it consulting, coaching, all that. Well, I just want to have conversations with those who have been given uh, a vision, a blueprint. God has shown them what he's going to do in their particular region, their geographical area, uh, where they have influence. And I just want to come alongside them and help be a part of infusing um, a very uh, flexible structure uh, that this can actually happen. Uh, now, you can't make people go into discipleship, okay? Jesus doesn't even make people go into <laughs> discipleship. He just says, if anyone would be willing. And uh, if so, then turn and come towards me and follow me, and I will make you. All right, but then there has to be a structure by which that can actually begin to be accomplished. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at NB McCready. Uh, sometimes pastors fear it's going to all be too loosey-goosey or that it's going to be too rigid. Well, it's organic. And God um, has given life-giving structures. Uh, and if they're not life-giving, then I don't think they're from God. And so I want you to understand that eventually there are going to need to be conversations. And pride is what keeps us from the real work of real uh, true discipleship. Because we don't want to have to pursue and we don't want to have to open up and be transparent. Uh, and I understand all of that, having been such a person of pride myself. Uh, but I do know that once God put me in connection with the right people for my life, I will tell you that it did become much easier because I began, I, I'll say it this way today, I don't mean that I was knew this then, but that I began to recognize somehow these people were literally put in my life by God. And I felt drawn to them and they were clean. Okay, this is so key. They were clean and believed in the interdependence of the body of Christ. They did not believe that I needed them as my source. Uh, they wanted to lead me more and more to depend upon God himself, and yet they understood that God's way was that God leads you to people, and those people that God leads you to will lead you right to him in a very real way, because the church is a le living, 
breathing, organic entity born of Him. He's the head, and we are those members. And He has a way, and it can actually begin to unfold through conversations, through processes that are not rigid, they're life-giving, and then God begins to build the people. God begins to uh, bring uh, sinew onto the bone and, and flesh and all. And, and, and he begins to breathe life into those structures. Now, he's bringing down structures right now. But it's so that he can build up the structures that he has in his heart for right now that's going to build his church. So... Those things are, are absolutely able to happen. But if pride keeps you from it, meaning you don't ever pursue anyone, you just always listen to podcasts and everything in the isolation of your home and of your car, and you tell people what you heard and what you learned. But is there ever a time that your local church, does your local church have available to you where what you hear taught can actually then be built into you in a living, organic way. Uh, but are you, if, if, it, if it does exist, are you even open to then pursuing? Because pursuit will crucify pride, where we want to look like we already know everything rather than getting in on the real organic process of, of being discipled by someone who's already gone before us. And one of the things I love about real, real true discipleship is there's no superiority in it. Okay, nobody else got something you didn't get. They may have gotten there sooner, uh, but uh, that was also a part of God having them ready for you. It's a part of God's gift to you to have people ready for you who have gone before you. But in no way should there be any superiority. There can just be no pride within uh, real true discipleship. And so there's, there's a humility that's in it. So there has to be humility working in the person pursuing uh, someone to disciple them, and there has to be humility in the person that's being pursued who understands the only reason I've got anything to give is because I needed it first, and now I'm going to turn around and I'm going to offer it to those that God connects me with. And whether that person is in a room talking with people one-on-one -on -one or in a pulpit preaching to 500 that same humility is working. That same power of the cross is working and drawing people uh, to the Lord and, and, uh, and really wants to see them built up. Um, so uh, this is going to be very, very key as that pride has got to be dealt with if there's going to be real, uh, true discipleship. So this redefining of discipleship uh, is going to require eventually us breaking down that isolating barrier where I hear all the teaching, but I never actually pursue someone. And uh, of course, it is my belief that, um, and not my belief so much as what God has put within me, is literally I'm looking for wherever the doors are going to open to really do the, the hardcore labor of really building. Because when the lights go off, and the services are over, and, and, and you know, we all go uh, out after Sunday morning service, then what? Where is the real building of the people of God, bringing them to God Himself, that their allegiance and that their loyalty and that their love is being nurtured by Him, for Him? 
He then is showing them how to love themselves and how to love others. This is our way of life, is his way of life. So if this isn't actually happening in local churches, um, then why not? (laughs) What is it that we are existing for um, if we are not going and making disciples of all nations, going and making sons who are following the Son? Where is this? And I, I do know places that that it's happening, not just those that I'm personally connected with, but I, I certainly see that this is happening, and I love hearing about it. But, uh, you know, we've got to make sure that it's happening in us and through us. And uh, these cycles of sin and defeat and these cycles of just my own personal healing and evolvement, where does the individual work actually begin to be integrated into the building up of the body of Christ. Um, so, so this is so very key. All right. So I hope that this continues to encourage you uh, to seek this out. Don't let pride keep you from the real discipleship that's going to build you into the person uh, that God has designed you to be. And that person is going to be one with him. And then what's happening between you and him, that's you personally developing in him. And then I promise you, he's going to ignite you into your place in the body of Christ. And then the church is going to get up and be influencing on every mountain of culture. My friends, this cannot stay just within the church. Every bit of this, of real the redefining of discipleship, is my friends, is that we might be sent out and that what he wants to see accomplished in so many varying and diverse ways will actually begin to happen. Okay? All right, so that's enough for this part of our relational conversation. Hope to hear back from you and uh, hope that uh, what you've heard today will encourage you. All right, here we go. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.